On the phone with me right now is mindfulness coach Kara Southwood. And Kara was recently at Harvard as Harvard is tweaking a mindfulness course that they have actually originally based out of Duke University. Kara, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Judy. So we've uh, talked before about the effects of uh, meditation and how meditation can actually um, shrink the area of the brain, area of our brain that stresses out. But on top of that, uh, by the way, I found that phenomenal that you said it could be as little as 10 minutes a day for two weeks, like phenomenal, phenomenal results. But on top of that, you were also telling me off air that students are definitely seeing an improvement in their marks, students who meditate. So tell me about that. Yes, definitely. Um, There are many studies that are out there um, over the last 10 years that have taken a look at meditation practice and a mindfulness um, routine or or regimen or thought process, I guess is the best way you can look at it in the way of looking at their lives. But um, mindfulness-based stress reduction is something that is being used and they are doing very quite a few studies and and tests on this. And what they have found um, is that it does help students with their marks in post-secondary education. It helps them with their test anxiety. It helps them with their sleep. It helps them with the way they deal with their relationships in their lives, and it reduces their stress level. All of these things allow them to do much better in their academic um, courses, and that's the reason why they're there to begin with. So is there a place at Harvard that students can go to, whether it's 10 minutes or half an hour or an hour, and they can meditate? Or is this just something that they teach and then you are expected to just do it at home? How does that work? That's a great question. What the Koru Mindfulness uh, Program does is it meets with the students once a week with a mindful coach or teacher. And uh, they come and it's 75 minutes that they're there. And depending on which week they're in within this mindfulness course, they learn different techniques in order to meditate. And they also talk about what it is that they have been challenged with within the practice throughout the week itself. And it becomes quite a close-knit group for them, which we've also found through scientific study is a great way for students and emerging adults to connect with other people. This is another reason why they're being very successful in school and staying in school is because they're forming communities. They're helping each other. And this works quite well for people within this age set. So they come for 75 minutes. They learn from us. And then they go out for the rest of the week and they keep a log for us, which we take a look at and help them out with. We also send them emails throughout the week and they practice on their own. And then they come back again at the end of the week and they meet in their group again. We need to have them commit to the full four weeks in order for them to get the best effect. And there's no problem with students committing to that at all. Um, Sorry, how, University, long, how uh, long do they have to commit to? Four weeks. Four weeks. And that's yeah. 10 minutes a day or 75 minutes a day? No, it's 75 minutes a week with the mindful coach. Mm-hmm. And it's 10 minutes a day meditating themselves. 
Okay, got it. And then they take notes. So what they're committing to is once a week, the 75-minute yep. program, and yep. then within that, 10 minutes every day for four weeks and journaling what their yes. what their thoughts are, their stresses, that kind of thing, right? That's right, yep. But you, the thing about the CORU program that's so wonderful and is also incredibly non-invasive for emerging adults is it's not a psychotherapy program. We're not there to sit and talk about all our problems. There are other places on every campus that will allow students to access that type of help as well and we can direct them there if they feel they need it but this is specifically a meditation mindfulness course to teach them the skill. So Kara, tell me the types of students that take the mindfulness course at Harvard. Are they typically, you know, uh, people wearing Lululemon pants with <laughs> braids in their hair or is it a real mix? It's totally a mix. Um, we have such a unique um, avenue of much uh, within the student population altogether. Uh, they are very well aware and incredibly savvy already of what's out there and what meditation is about. Some of them don't have a great idea of what it's about, but certainly it's it's becoming talked about more and more upon campuses. I know at Duke, where this originated from with uh, Holly Rogers and Margaret Mayton, uh, they have a waiting list in order to come to the Koru uh, education program. And students from all different walks of life upon campus want to come. I'm chatting with mindfulness coach Kara Southwood. As you heard, she's been at, uh, that's uh, that's the Dalai Lama calling me right now, by the way. <laughs> Lucky like, you. He's like, Jude, um, talk to me. Um, <laughs> Kara is a mindfulness coach, and as you heard, she's been at Harvard. They are tweaking a mindfulness course that they have there that originated at Duke University. And uh, they're finding that it's really improving students' marks. It's improving students' um, overall health because as little as 10 minutes a day over a two-week period, you can lower your stress levels. You can focus more. You can get your, your, your grades up. And uh, just uh, just phenomenal. Now, let me ask you. So people take this course at Harvard. It's um, do they get graded on it? Like, can you pass the mindfulness course or can you fail the, the mindfulness course? <laughs> no, um, no, it's it's within the student's own time frame. It's not attributed to grades. However, there are some people who've already had this training. I'm the second person in Canada who's had it. I have a colleague up in Ottawa as well, but some people have taken this um, training and brought it back to their own higher education institution and have embedded it somehow in courses that the students would be attributed marks for. I personally think that would be absolutely wonderful and I'm planning something myself to bring forth to the school I work at. But, um, you know, it's within the students' own time and they have incredibly busy schedules. I mean, emerging adults just have so much pressure within their lives and so this is why something like this is an incredibly wonderful way to help them access ways and skills 
to reduce their stress level. I mean, you know, they're at a time where they're continually focused upon their future. Um, there's so much ambiguity that they don't know what they're going to do oftentimes. We figure with a prefrontal cortex isn't completely formed until they're 23, yet in our own school system, we have some emerging adults coming out at 17 um, within that year. How can they know, truly? Many don't know at all what it is that they want to do. I mean, some are incredibly focused, but I think the majority, it's, it's got to be so stressful to have to then try and put money towards a decision that potentially could change three or four more times by the time they're 25. Um, there's more financial stress upon these students than we've seen in the past. Many of them don't have the ability to even get a part-time job because they're so hard to come by. Um, and another thing that we found with emerging adults right now and the cohorts coming up um, and that are in post-secondary education right now is there's a lot less long-term geographic um, rudders for them or even relational rudders. They can go to a campus anywhere within Canada or in the U.S. or in the world for, for that matter. So they're very far away oftentimes from their family. They're the rudder that kind of keeps them straight, um, you know, going on that path. Or even geography, many times they move many different times. They could be doing part of a course somewhere and then, you know, move somewhere else in order to follow a job and try and pick it up somewhere else at another college. And so there's no stability for this generation at all, really. And it, it's, it's incredibly stressful for them. Uh, Kara, just really quickly, is there a website for the, for the Koru course? If folks want to find uh, more information about it, how do you spell it? Is it K-O-R-U Mindfulness? So they could probably just type in the Center for Koru Mindfulness. I believe it's korumindfulness.org that they can get to. The really, really neat thing about this is um, what um, Holly Rogers was talking about down in, in the course I took itself is they are working on doing an app that should be available by the end of the summer. So students that take the Koru Mindfulness course will have the ability to get an app as well that will allow them to access so many different things as well as community through the Koru Mindfulness Center um, that will keep them following that path and being able to bring themselves back to center and continue to work with their practice of meditation and mindful living. All right, so you can either Google Koru Mindfulness or you can talk to Kara again at zenlife285 at gmail.com or you can wait until Kara because we will be breaking it right here, folks, on the Judy Croon Show um, when Kara is teaching her own course here in the GTA before she takes it nationally. So uh, stay tuned. Kara, thanks so much for joining me. You're welcome, Judy. Thanks for having me.